Perseverance Family Conversation. It's great to be with you. Had some technical problems and had to go to live stream rather than Facebook. So I'd like to welcome you all. And as always, we like to start with inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Mary is also known as our life, our sweetness and our hope. So let's uh, turn to Mary and ask Mary to be with us. As we pray the prayer that Mary loves most. And that prayer that Mary loves most is, of course, the Hail Holy Queen. So I'm working on getting, uh, I couldn't get onto Facebook, so I'm on another platform. I'll see if I can get the, I'll see if I can get the uh, visual form on now. Let's see here. We'll say the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let's pray now to... Let's pray now to the Holy Spirit, as we say... The prayer of the Holy Spirit, the classical. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, By the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady of of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Nisha Loyola, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, 
pray for us. So my friends, I'm trying to find... I couldn't get into Facebook, so I'm going to... We'll go. We'll 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 uh, we'll move on to our topic, and um, yesterday we had a beautiful feast day of Corpus Christi. Beautiful feast day of Corpus Christi, which we celebrate the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'd like to build upon that and talk today on ways in which we can strengthen our devotion to Jesus truly present once again in the Most Holy Eucharist. I'd like to pray that we really have great uh, appreciation First thing I'd like to say is uh, what are the what are the requirements what are the requirements that we have to receive communion well what are the requirements we have to receive communion well and the requirements are basically three, and we should we should know these. The basic requirements are number one is 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 we have to believe in the real presence. That's right, we have to believe in the real presence. That's number one. That's why when we have when we have Holy Communion, when we have First Communions, as we did over the weekend, then children prepare for a couple of years. And the reason being is that they have to be prepared to understand really what they're going to receive. Being aware that we can really we, we receive truly the the body, the blood, the soul and the divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that takes a while. It takes a while. So um, I'm working and trying to get the screen to work. And um, so the first condition is to first condition is to believe in the real presence, the the body, the blood the soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ. And that takes a while. 
That takes a while. The second condition is before receiving Holy Communion, then we have to we have to fast. And the fast it used to be years ago since midnight. Since midnight we couldn't eat anything. But then it went from midnight to three hours. And then when went from three hours to one hour. So we want to at least make that sacrifice not not to eat anything for for an hour. We can drink water, we can have medicine, but uh, fasting for that time, fasting for that time. So, and the third condition, the third condition would be that of being in this being in the state of grace that's very important being in the state of grace is is indispensable so for not in the state of grace then what we have to do is we have to try to, we we have to make a good sacramental Confession. That's right. Make a good sacramental confession and then we can go and uh, we can receive the Most Holy Eucharist. So that's a, that's a brief uh, recap of what are the basic conditions to receive the Eucharist properly. So we have to do that. That's uh, that's the bare minimum. So that is the bare minimum. The so the church today. The readings for today we move from the book. Of Tobiah to the second letter of Paul to Corinthians, we move from the Gospel of St. Mark, we move into the Gospel of St. Matthew. So we go from the Gospel of Mark to the Gospel of St. Matthew. And We jump into chapter 5. Now, the next few weeks, we're going to be going through the Gospel of St. Matthew. 
And we're going to be going through what is called the, the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. So the Sermon on the Mount, my friends, can be can be found in the Gospel of Saint Matthew, Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. That's right. The Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter five and six and seven. That's the that's a Sermon on the Mount. So today we start with the Sermon on the Mount. We can maybe try to make an Ignatian contemplation. Try to enter into this scene and be present there. That's why be present there. And Jesus starts off the Sermon on the Mount. By giving us what are called the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. There are eight Beatitudes. So imagine sitting there before Jesus, and Jesus is the he's the greatest of all he's the greatest of all preachers and teachers. He's the no, he's the new Moses. Uh, Moses went up on the mountain, so. Jesus also goes up to the mountain and he he, te- he sits down to teach the people. Once we enter into the, the public life of Christ then, public life of Christ, we have Jesus as teacher Jesus also working miracles and Jesus also casting out demons. Those are the activities of Christ. So Jesus as great teacher, the greatest of all teachers. Jesus working miracles. Why working miracles? To prove to the world that he is truly the Son of God. Jesus will go on to say that if you don't believe my if you don't believe my words, at least believe my actions. If you don't believe my words, at least believe my actions. And then Jesus carries out Jesus carries out exorcisms, casting out demons. So We want to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his words for us today. Listen to the words of Jesus today. So there are there are eight Beatitudes. Pope St. John Paul II says that the the Beatitudes are a reflection into the heart of Christ. 
So really want to, we really want to contemplate the heart of Christ. We want to contemplate the heart of Christ. Then we read through and we meditate the the Beatitudes. How countercultural the Beatitudes really are. How countercultural really the Beatitudes are. So these are the Beatitudes. Manifesting the heart of Christ, the Beatitudes. There are there are eight in total. What are these Beatitudes in eight, eight in total? The Beatitudes, eight in total. First is, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who were persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel for today, my friends. This is the gospel today. So let's take these Beatitudes, and I'd like to highlight how the saints how the saints are the ones that really lived out these Beatitudes. So those who are tuning in to me, I um, I couldn't seem to get into uh, Facebook. I went into Face Lab, and I'm just able to get the uh, the audio this this far. I'll see if I can work on it uh, at the end of our program today. So you'll get the uh, the audio you'll get the audio version today. So what I'm doing is 
what I'm, what I'm going to do today, I'm going to take the, these Beatitudes and I would like to show you how the saints how the saints were able to live these Beatitudes. We are called to become saints. We're also called to live out these these Beatitudes. Live out the Beatitudes. So let's take the first. Jesus says, Blessed. Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is a kingdom of heaven. The same I'd like to take for us to pray to pray to and we won't be able to imitate him perfectly but at least we can try to live the spirit of these Beatitudes. And that is St. Francis of Assisi. That is St. Francis of Assisi. St. Francis of Assisi lived this Beatitude out. In this sense, the St. Francis came from a very wealthy family. A very wealthy family. And he went through a radical conversion and he decided to give up all his material possessions so he could follow Christ in the most perfect way possible. the most perfect way possible. And of course in all of these, in all of these, the model for us is always going to be our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So take one, just one verse for the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's this. When Jesus was present in his public life, which lasted about three years, public life which lasted about three years, Jesus said, the foxes have their holes and the birds of the air have their nest. But the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head. So I repeat, the foxes have their holes. The birds of the air have their nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So how can we apply this beatitude to ourselves? 
How can we apply blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven? How can we apply this to ourselves? Well, see if we can look at our lives and see if we're overly attached we're overly attached to to, to persons, places, things and material things. Going deeper in this, let's pray that we be able to live out live out the spiritual exercises and to live out what Ignatius calls holy indifference so that we don't prefer a long life to a short life. We don't prefer health over sickness. We don't prefer Riches over poverty. We don't prefer honors over humiliations. But we prefer what is most conducive to the end for which we're created. That is the honor and glory of God and the salvation of our mortal souls the honor and glory of God and the salvation of our immortal souls. Remember the words of Jesus. He says, Jesus says, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? That's right. What would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul in the process? What can, what can we exchange for our immortal soul? Now I'd like to take one more step trying to go deeper into the Beatitude. My friends are trying to explain the Eight Beatitudes as we enter into the Sermon on the Mount today. And another another way to really understand this Beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, is the following. Trusting in divine providence. That's right, having a limitless trust in divine providence. A limitless trust in divine providence. God will provide. The more we trust in divine providence, the more God is going to bless us in so many different ways. We can even make a connection between this beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, and what we're going to be listening to later on in Matthew chapter 6. This is Matthew chapter 5, the first few verses. 
I'm going to give you a biblical verse which is very, very parallel to this beatitude. Jesus says, Do not worry. Do not worry about the food you're going to eat or the clothes you're going to wear. Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be given you beside. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be, will be given you beside. And then Jesus goes on to say, Look at the lilies of the field. And look at the look at the birds of the air. Does that does God not provide the, for the lilies of the field and the birds of the air? The birds at night do not worry about what they're going to eat the following day. They're not worried where they're going to get their food. God provides. The flowers of the field do not worry about what they're going to be using to clothe themselves the following day. They don't worry about that. For that reason, Jesus says, seek, seek first. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be given you beside. By worrying, can we add a day, an hour, a minute to our life? So this beatitude is really very much related to are we going to trust in divine providence? Hey, I'd like to tell you a story from the life of a saint. In the 1800s, in northern Italy, there were a lot of saints. Many saints. There was St. John Bosco. There was St. Joseph Capasso. There was St. Maria Mazzarello. There was St. Dominic Savio. Many saints there in Turin in the 1800s. But there's another saint that maybe you're not too familiar with. His name is St. Saint, Saint, uh, Joseph Cotaleno. And he was a person that really lived out this beatitude to the, almost to the max. Joseph Cotaleno, his life was dedicated to helping out the poor, the sick, the blind, 
the handicapped. Today we say those with, with special needs. All those people that were suffering handicaps and, and, and limitations. So he did all within his power to, to help them out. To help them out. So, he was able to set up a system it was really, you might even call it like a little city, it was called La Picola Casa. It's called the, the Picola Casa, the small house. <laughs> but it was really like a little city. And he would provi- had, to, had to provide nourishment for these, these uh, disabled people. So one occasion he, he told someone to go and to, and to get some food for the, uh, for, the, for the people. And the woman told Father, Father, well, give us some money to get the food. And Father Cotolenio said, well, I don't, have any, I, I, I don't have any food. I don't have any money, rather. Just go. So the person was heading toward the uh, baker thinking, how am I going to get this huge uh, quantity of food if I don't have anything to buy it with? So as he was heading along, He was scratching his head. How on earth am I going to get something from the baker? I don't have anything whatsoever. So there in the way, this beautiful, majestic woman stops, stops him in his path and says, where are you going? said, well, I think I'm going to the baker. Father Cotolenio has asked me to get food for the, for the poor people. And the woman, this majestic, beautiful woman, says, open up your hands. So he opens up his hands, and she places this huge... this huge sack in his hands. She says, this will be enough to provide for the, for the hungry people, for the poor people. She looks in it and there's a huge sum of money. She went to the baker and paid the huge debt Pay this this huge debt that Father Cotolenio had accumulated, and it was it was just enough also to pay for sufficient food for the day. 
And who was that beautiful, majestic woman? That beautiful, majestic woman was none other than the Blessed Virgin Mary. Indeed, it was the Blessed Virgin Mary known as Mother of Divine Providence that gave that person just just enough money just enough money to pay off the debt as well as to pay for sufficient food for that day. As we pray every day, this is another prayer related to this beatitude, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So we say that, we say, give us this day our daily bread. We're not asking for bread for tomorrow. We're not asking for the bread for tomorrow. But we're we're only asking for the bread for this for this very day. For that reason Jesus says Jesus says He says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you besides. So there, there are so many stories in the lives of the saints and how much they really trust God. My friends, we're talking about this morning the, the gospel reading which is we're starting the Sermon on the Mount and we're going through the, the Beatitudes. John Paul II says the Beatitudes are a reflection into the heart of Christ. So I'm just expounding upon the first of the eight Beatitudes today because they're so rich. I'd like to tell you one more story and Let's see if we can try to live out the Beatitudes a bit, but starting off with this first Beatitude, blessed, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Here's the second story in the life of a saint. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta, set up a a food kitchen, like a soup kitchen, for the poor people in Calcutta.
And like St. Joseph of Cotolano, Mother Teresa would just provide just trust in divine providence. That was her style, just to trust in divine providence. So as it happened, as in the case of Cotolano, they ran out of resources. There was enough, there was not enough food to feed the people the following day. So when the nuns uh, approached Mother Teresa and said, Mother, we don't have any enough resources to provide for the people for tomorrow for the soup kitchen. What are we going to do? And Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa Calcutta, said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to, Close down the soup kitchen, but rather we're going to trust in divine providence. So she said to the sister, Tonight we will spend the night in front of Jesus, the bread of life. Jesus, the bread of life. And we'll beg him to provide for our poor people. We'll beg to provide for our poor people. So Mother Teresa... spent the whole night in prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament begging for help. So they spent the whole night in vigil. So as the sun went up, still there was no food. But look how God works now. For some reason there in Calcutta, there was some problem in the district such that they had to they had to close the schools, at least for that day. And the schools would have supplies of food to be able to provide lunch for the children. So this time, because of the closing of the school district, this could be heard on the radio. All the schools in that Calcutta district will be will be closed today. They ask the schools to send their food supply that will not be used today to the soup kitchen of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Wow, talk about a miracle. 
Talk about a miracle. So the food was transported to the soup kitchen of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And the poor people were able to line up that day and as normal, they were able to get their their food. And not only their food, not only their food, but their food in great abundance. Interesting that God, when He works, God works well. God is always super generous. God cannot be outdone in generosity. That's why we say God will provide. God will provide under one condition that we, that we trust Him. God will provide if we, we truly place our trust in His divine providence. So my friends, what we've done today is we've entered into a new page in the readings. We've, we're going from the Gospel of St. Mark to the Gospel of St. Matthew. And we're entering into the great Sermon of Jesus Christ. It's known as the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is the beginning. Uh, rather, we're entering into the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. Beatitudes you can find in St. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. And today we thought we'd just go through one of the, one of the eight Beatitudes. The blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now I've given you my friends. Uh, stories from the lives of three saints. We can't go wrong, my friends, in reading and meditating upon the lives of the saints. So much so, one of the Beatitudes is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for holiness. They will be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger, thirst for justice or holiness. They will be satisfied. So I've tried to present to you how three saints were able to really live out this beatitude. And that is the person of St. Francis of Assisi, the next would be that of St. Joseph of Cotaleno in northern Italy. And then finally, I've given you the 
wonderful modern example of of Saint. She only died in 1997. Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So I apologize that we're not able to get the the video. I couldn't get into Facebook, so I had to get into a, another program. I ask you to pray that we'll be able to resolve this problem by by tomorrow. Uh, trust in your prayers and trust in in divine providence. God will provide. God will even provide to help us to resolve our technical problems. I'm not one of those technical experts. I just know the bare minimum, and sometimes even less than that. So we have a good we have to have a good conversation today, at least uh, by means of the audio. By means of the audio. And as many of you are saying, God will provide and ask all of you to thank you for your encouragement and your patience. And let's pray for each other. And I trust that by tomorrow we'll be able to uh, do it the normal way. So uh, I will ge- I will impart to all of you my my priestly blessing and we'll be praying for each other. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless all of you and your families. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Once again, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Amen.